When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This will make you feel good. It's the Jubal Show. In life, sometimes we have to take our motivation from weird places. So whatever you're going through today, give me five minutes and listen to these stories that are going viral about some really bad criminals, and then you can feel better knowing you're not one of these guys. (laughs) If you think you're not crushing it at life, then think again, because you could be a drug dealer in Pennsylvania. That's kind of really all you need to say, but this particular guy is named Alan Felon. (laughs) He's got it in the name. It's in the name. I think if you have a name like that, you kind of have no choice but to be involved in crime. Police say that Alan Felon called them to his apartment the other day saying that somebody had broken into his place by smashing a window. When cops got there, they couldn't find any evidence that somebody actually broke in. What? Not even a smashed window? Not even a smashed window. <laughs> question, Victoria. They asked him if anything was missing, so he let the police come inside to look around. Oh. The problem was, Alan's drugs and paraphernalia were sitting all around in plain sight. They found fentanyl, meth, marijuana, and prescription meds that he didn't have oh prescriptions for. They also what? found baggies and glass vials. If you're going to invite the cops into your house, like at least be smart enough to stash your stuff. Exactly, like, Victoria. <laughs> That's why if you know that you would be smart enough to stash your stuff... You're already killing it today. <laughs> See, I told you you'd feel better. And if that didn't make you feel better about your life decisions, here's another option. A 51-year-old guy named John McKee got arrested in Indiana the other day for driving under the influence. But the story is what he was driving under the influence. Oh, no. Was he driving? Cops pulled him over around 9 p.m., and they saw him driving down the street on a power wheel. <laughs> Wait, what's a power wheel? You know those kids, they're motorized. They look like real cars. Like the Barbie little, ones? Yes, yeah. like that, yeah, just yeah. like that. <laughs> Wait, you can get in trouble for those? <laughs> Apparently, I just found out. I had no idea. I think it's fine if you're not drunk, but he was drunk. You know, they I'm driving re- it in the street. <laughs> yeah. They haven't released a photo of it yet, but apparently it was a power wheel Jeep. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> the kind you might have had when you were five. The cops noted the power wheel was hard to see because it didn't have any lights or reflections. On it. Also, there was a grown man on it, and it would be hard to see. 
And again, not street legal. He's facing charges for operating a vehicle while intoxicated. And the punishment could be stiffer than usual because he's been convicted before for something similar. It didn't say what, but just says something similar. What? It was the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. My friend used to have one of those in college that she, we would drive on it drunk. The lawnmower? No, the little the power cars. Power I mean, you get tow for those. Man, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, if you're not feeling better about yourself now and you're still struggling, think about this. At least you have a porch. I say that because another story that's going viral, a man in Georgia was arrested for stealing his neighbor's porch. How? <laughs> the house had been removed from the lot that it was on. It rolled it away. Uh, but the property owner says the porch was not up for grabs. There was a no trespassing sign and a private property sign, but his neighbor still went over and took the porch anyway. <laughs> well, they moved out. It's my porch now. <laughs> It was about eight feet by ten feet, valued at three thousand dollars. He has been arrested, and the porch has since been returned to the property. What? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Well, think about it. In the neighborhoods where you can just move a house to a different neighborhood, a lot of times they'll build real porches that are not attached to the house and it's just sitting mm-hmm. there. So if they take the house out, the property owner wants to swap out the house. How do yeah, you take the right? house out? It's a trailer. trailer. Victoria. Oh, yeah. it's a trailer. Park. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, There's just stairs to nowhere. <laughs> Obviously, they need something, something to do with it. That, you can tell me you're just going to leave those stairs nowhere sitting there? I don't think so. Now there's stairs to somewhere. Yeah, now stairs to my back door. <laughs> he must have been absent the day that they learned about porch pirates in history class. <laughs> took it literally. I always wanted to be a porch pirate. Still that porch. Hey, you want to feel happier today? <laughs> this is Jubal Show. Yes, I'm talking to you, grumpy pants, who's in there in traffic. All like, I haven't had my coffee yet, so it's okay for me to be all stabby this morning. (laughs) Guess what? Getting all stabby with your friends and family because you haven't had your morning coffee isn't going to make you any happier. (laughs) But scientists from the University of British Columbia just released a new study, and there's one small thing you can do if you instantly, if you want to feel instantly happier. Okay. Two things. Cool. Thanks, University of British Columbia researchers. Right, right. <laughs> that part. And also, I had no idea that Columbia was in England, so you learn something new every single day. Wait, what? Yeah, British Columbia. Okay. I had no idea. Anyway, they say that one thing that you need to do in order to be instantly happier is very simple. Here's what they did. They asked participants to enter a busy coffee shop and grab a beverage. Half of them would go in and get out, just grab their coffee and then leave. Half would strike up a conversation with the cashier. And they found that the people who are instant, who are randomly assigned to turn these, well, I'm using their words here. They found that the people who were randomly assigned to turn this economic transaction into a quick social interaction left Starbucks in a better mood instantly. And they felt a greater sense of belonging in their community all day long. So all you have to do is talk to a stranger today and you'll instantly be happier. Bro. Interesting. I did not have that time at Starbucks this morning. I sprinted in and sprinted right out. I don't know. Who has time for that? Sometimes I'm just like, I don't feel like it. You know what I mean? Like, I need to protect my peace, and so interacting is only going to mess with that. They actually did that. They went on to do a further, further study into it, and they looked at people on buses and trains who were reading a book or listening or just on their phones and not talking to people and they found that those people thought that what they needed was to not talk to people but when they actually did they felt better they felt happier instantly that's cute yeah I love this so much because I always find it to be true anytime I talk to a random person I'm like 
Because I think it turns your brain just goes like, I want to know more. Like it's like it's kind of like learning something new or something mm-hmm. like that. It feels like the same way. It's like exciting. Yeah, we're talking about new research out of the University of British Columbia, and they say if you want to feel instantly feel happier, all you have to do is just talk to a stranger. One of the reasons they say is that humans are social creatures. We right. are social social creatures, right? So if you're not talking to people or just engaging with people in person on a daily basis on a, like a DNA level, you're going to feel more lonely and alone and more isolated, which will make you feel not as happy. Mm. So even just having a short exchange with somebody uh, will make you feel better. The interaction part makes sense, but does it talk about like what type of conversation? Because if we're sitting there and we're like, so the weather today, guys, you know, yeah. I'm going to want to poke my eyes out, yeah. but you know, what type of conversation are we having that's supposed to make us feel good or it doesn't matter? It doesn't really matter. They say just, just any short exchange with a stranger. I really love like my favorite moments with that or like when you're on vacation or if you're at a bar and there's somebody that's older than me. I love having those types of interactions because there's so many questions and so much knowledge there. Then I do truly feel really good in that moment. Right. Hmm. But I used to hate small talk, right? I, I thought I did. I still do. Right? Um, and the weather thing always got me. But then I started going, well, maybe I can make it interesting. If they're not going to, maybe I can. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so it'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, where's the best weather? Like, where's the best weather you've ever been? Or what type of weather do you like? Just ask them a question. And then it gets to more interesting stuff usually. That's right? true, actually. Did no one else ever learn stranger danger? Like, don't talk to strangers. Don't, like, get in their cars. Stay away. I think stranger danger is dangerous. What do you mean? What if you need help? Exactly. Stay away from a stranger and you won't need need help. (laughs) Well, I think if the word stranger, if they're actually strange and you're scared of them... Don't talk to me. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, not Yeah, that's when you don't want to have that interaction. Like, you got to, you know, you have to judge who's having an interaction with. The nice person in line at Starbucks, go for it. The person standing outside the Starbucks that's talking to their eyebrow, don't engage them probably. I think, I think that that sounds obvious to us right here, but maybe Victoria needs more of a hard line because you know how sometimes, you know, you take things a little bit exactly for what we say so like <laughs> if, we, if we're like go talk to strangers she's gonna find the person talking to their eyebrow and be like look guys I made a new friend I like talking to the people that are talking to their eyebrow more than I like talking to the others because they say some interesting stuff right you do need to keep your distance just in case they lunge but they do say interesting things you gotta be quick on your feet <laughs> yeah you do you gotta have cat like reflexes if you're gonna do that right but <laughs> you do have some interesting conversations but scientists say that's all you need to do to feel a little happier today is just talk to a stranger. When's the last time you talked to a stranger, Nina? Can you think of it? Probably when we were at the airport. Oh, yeah. When was the last time I talked to a stranger? Probably in the bathroom. (laughs) I mean, it was fine. (laughs) I feel like it was like, can I use your soap because this one isn't working? Dang it, my flight's gonna board. You know, it's just like that really awkward interaction. Right. But... When was the last time you did? Actually, why am I asking Jubal? Because I'm sure you already made best friends. Do you take strangers' food? That's the that's the next level for me. Um, no, no. Actually, I would take a stranger's food. You know whose food I don't take? Who? Coworkers like that I don't know very well. You guys, I would take food from. Everybody in this room, I would take food from. But if there's a potluck, I don't even engage with. Why them. not? Seriously? Because I don't know their kitchens, but I will probably take a stranger's food. Yeah, when I'm just walking down the street. At the same time, it's like your coworkers. So it's like if they're really gonna try something on you, like eh. 
You're at workplace. It should be safe. I don't think it's he's, I don't think he's thinking about dying. I think he's just thinking about like, is it gross? Yeah. Oh. But now I'm going to be thinking about dying. <laughs> I do have coworkers that I know don't really like the way I operate. So. <laughs> Especially in the corporate environment. Are they trying to kill me? <laughs> There's some cookies in the kitchen for you, Jubes. I'm not touching those things. <laughs> Victoria, do you take food from a stranger? I mean, yeah. If someone offers me food, that's free. Why not? Oh, you just did it on a plane recently, didn't you? You gave somebody food on a plane, didn't you? I thought it was the weirdest thing. Why? I was making friends. The guy next to me, I had a bag of popcorn, and he smelled it, and he's like, wow, this smells really good. And I'm like, I know. Like, it's great popcorn. I don't know. And he's like, oh. I was like, well, do you want some? Like, you can have some if you want it. And he goes, no. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, you can just have the rest of the bag. Like, I don't want it anymore. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, go for it. And then he pulls out like three of his snacks. He goes, do you want any of my snacks? And I was like, no, yeah. okay, but thank you. See, look, that sounds so fun. Good. I'm happy hearing about that interaction. <laughs> Actually, the last time I gave somebody food, it was great because I was standing there and this dude goes, are those chicken wings? And I was like, yeah, you want one? And he was like, yeah, man. And he was like, you want a shot on my Hennessy? And I had a Hennessy bottle in his hand. And I was like, yes, let's do this. Uh, you. What? Why uh, Why are all your friends and family here? Well, it's because um, we need to talk about something. So take a seat. Here we go and again. We know that... <laughs> We all love and support you at the Jubal Show. If you listen to the show, you're family. So um, we're all here because we love you. Aww. And well, um, we think you have a problem. It's an official intervention with you right now. It's the <laughs> Jubal Show. And why do I say that? Because Canada just released some shocking information about drinking. The can- Canadian Centre. They spell it C-N-T-R-E. Centre? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Centre. Yep. Center? No, that's not how center is spelled. <laughs> anyway, the Canadian Center for Substance Abuse and Addiction just changed its guidance on alcohol consumption from two drinks per day to two drinks per week. What? Yeah, Meaning so what? if Meaning you have what? two drinks per week, that's officially your limit. If you have more than two drinks a week, then you got a problem. Says who? The Canadian Center for <laughs> Substance Abuse and Addiction, Aren't Victoria. Were you, you paying attention? False. <laughs> Did I lose you at Centre? <laughs> yeah, they say if you have two drinks per week, that's it. If you have more than that, then you definitely have a problem and you should probably seek help. Well... Where's the closest help? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I usually feel really great about just two drinks a week. Are you kidding me? I, I know. If I have two drinks a week, I feel like I've accomplished a big feat. I'm like, yeah. Wow. It's because we're American, I guess. But yeah. I thought Canadians love to drink, though. Every time I've met a Canadian, they've been drunk. Every, every single time. And they're super nice, you know? I used to and they're go apologizing to... all the time. That's sorry, true. sorry about being drunk in this place, but that's fine, dude. It's a bar. Yeah. No, the, no, the Canuck game is not on. <laughs> Watching baseball. Sorry about that. Here's the Molson. Sit down and be happy. But they do, they do drink a lot, though. But apparently, if you have two drinks per week in Canada now, that's it. Well, how much is it? A drink, like how how much liquid can be in one drink? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, Victoria, and a nice way to skirt around it. Except they did define it; they said sixteen ounces. Okay, well, I'm yeah. I wonder if this is like one of those moments where you know how you tell your late friend all the time to be there like an hour early, so you're just trying to help discourage people from drinking too much right. by just saying that the two is a lot. So if you go over like 
four. <laughs> right. You know, maybe that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> huh. I like the logic on what is a drink, though. It's like I chug a whole bottle of. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the Canadian whiskey is again. I can't remember. I don't know. Whatever it is. Canadian whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) I took a whole bottle in one gulp. That's one drink, right? So I can have two of those per week. Um, But I don't think that would, I I don't think that would go over well here in America. No. Do we know what are like, what is the definition here? Yeah. Two a day, I think is the definition here. Two a day here? Okay. Pretty spread. It's too much? Two a day. Any more than two a day and you're, you're an alky. Really? Yeah. But one for lunch, one for dinner. <laughs> well, then you're good. You're not an alcoholic yeah. yet. I think just the one for lunch, they might say you're an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria. Our schedules are different. Hold on. Right. Get a pass. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, you know, how much do you tolerate from your friend when they get drunk? How much can you tolerate from a drunk friend? Quite mm-hmm. a bit, actually. Yeah. Quite a bit. Just because I would expect the same tolerance of me. You know what I mean? So it's like we, we, we teach each other these things and we help fair. each other out. So That's very fair. I would say a lot. Victoria, how much do you tolerate from a drunk friend? I feel like I'm a pretty patient person, but if we have a runner on our hands like, and I'm in heels, I'm not going to go chase you. Do you have a runner in your friend group? Uh, my one in college, I did. Like, what do you mean, what runner? They, yeah. Like, they just turn around and start sprinting? Yeah, it's like your friends that... <laughs> just all of a sudden, they're like, like, fine, and then they have one shot, and they're like, gone, yes. like, running through the wall like a cartoon character. It's just dust in a hole in the wall. Yes, they have so much energy. They just start sprinting, like, around the block, and I'm like, uh-uh. Like, you'll come back. I'm like, yeah, you're smart enough to come back. We'll get an Uber home. We got a runner. Okay. Let her go. Okay. See, we have runners in my group too, but totally different because that's like they're just skedaddling off and disappearing like in an Uber somewhere else and they they never come back. That's that's been me. That's been me. I've been the the skedaddler, I think, not necessarily the runner. We got a skedaddler. I don't party like I used to, but I used to get hammered all the time and I would always be the person just wandering around somewhere having to retrace my night with receipts. You do that sober, bro. I know. See, that's the cool thing is I changed my relationship with alcohol. I don't, I not get drunk anymore. I don't need it anymore. I'm just perma drunk. It's cool. Right? I just wander around and everything's a new world to me all the time. And I don't know what the, the day before was and I have to look back and go, where did I go? Whoa. I, mean, I spent how much money? Oops. You know. <laughs> you ever have to do that? Wake up in the morning and then retrace your st- your steps by how much you spent, log on your bank account and yeah. then look at it, yes. yeah. Try to figure it out. And go. Wait a second. I didn't know I ate last night. Yeah. You know those like, types of moments. Why do I feel like crap? Oh, it wasn't the alcohol. It was the Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Producer Brad, how much do you tolerate from a drunk friend? Not much. I'm usually either sober or more sober than almost everyone around me, with maybe one exception a year, which we all saw recently. You there's a couple. There's media. a couple exceptions uh, in one week, and I loved it. Yeah. The exception is karaoke. Yeah, there's karaoke around you in general. Honestly, <laughs> I'll just start slamming them and get get ready to rock. Uh, but I just honestly, I just start distancing distancing myself. If someone's annoying me, I'm just like, I'm just not conversing with that person. They can do their thing. I'm not going to be like the friend that's like, you sit down and you, but I'm not going to. I do the same thing. Yeah. If I'm sober and I have a drunk friend who's doing that, then I'm sober skedaddling and I'll just take (laughs) off. Sorry, you're on your own. And you'll leave them there. I know, I was about to say, that's part of that friend no, rule. It's the same yeah. thing. They've yeah, left friend. me. You know how many times I've been left because I was drunk? <laughs> same thing, right? You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. 
This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.